trigger warning for what I'm chatting about today. Um, death, sad, yeah. Um, I am back from my vacation, um, and it went really well. Eventually, I'd love to, to tell you more about it, um, but it, I, I got back, and then um, I, I just, I got really sad news, um, and I don't know how to deal with it or process things, um, so I'm gonna try to just, like, vent, because I've just kind of gone into, like, a really weird, like, numb place where, like, I just keep not thinking about it, so, yeah, again, trigger warning, I don't know, I don't know where this is gonna go, but, um, if anybody remembers, I think I had mentioned um, one of my good friends, Denisa, was battling cancer. And I found out that she um, passed away. And yeah, so she's gone. I don't make friends easily. I can't start up a conversation to save my life. Um, And I, even more than that, I don't keep friends easily. I, I've had many friends in my life that like, I think like they're going to be like my like best friends forever. And like most of them just end up being kind of a phase not to like discredit those relationships and like say that like I'm like it's not that was probably poor wording on my part but I'll get really close to somebody and then you know life happens someone will move away and next thing you know like I haven't talked to them in like a year you know like I just I don't keep friends easily it's really hard for me to um connect with people and maintain that I guess when it's not like forced, you know, like if like I worked with someone and like I see them every day, then yeah, it's easy to just talk and hang out and stuff every day. Um, but I don't keep friends easily and I don't make friends easily. Um, Denisa, I met when I lived in Tucson. Um, we were both going to the U of A down there and we both ended up working at Sephora. And so I met her through work at Sephora and um, she was just incredible. Um, and so we hit it off as friends and then we found out obviously that we went to the same school. And so like she, we really quickly became good friends and she was someone that like similar to, you know, other people in my life, like the more I got to know her, the more like we got closer. I thought like I found myself a best friend that like I'll have forever. Um, and that doesn't happen a lot with a lot of people. She was a, she was a constant, like she, she really was always around. Um, and of course that's not also to say that like we talked every single day since the day we met, like no life again does happen. And you know, um, after Tucson, I think she, she might've moved back first before me. Um, I don't really remember too too well, but she might have moved back um, to Phoenix before I did, um, and then um, she also I don't she moved to, to Portland for a while, and so she lived in Portland, um, and so you know we we still talked occasionally, and um, Portland is one of my favorite places in the world, and so I like loved that she was in Portland. Like, I wish I could have been in Portland, you know, like I, it it was, it was just so cool to see that like she did something that like I always wanted to do, you know? And so she moved to Portland and she lived in, in Oregon for a a few years. And then she moved back to Arizona. And, um, I think, I can't remember if she had moved back before or after me, but I bought my house and, then somehow again I don't remember exact I I I feel terrible I just my memory is not that good um so I don't remember like the exact timeline but we ended up 
life brought us five minutes away. We lived five minutes away from each other. Um, and she, yeah, so throughout, you know, since I met her, she again was a constant and there's only like a handful of people that have been constants in my life. And she was one of them. Um, when she got married, I was a bridesmaid in her wedding and it was just, (laughs) it was really special to be that important to somebody and like that meaning, like have, it was like just to be that meaningful to somebody that they would want me in their wedding you know um and so I was a bridesmaid in her wedding and of course it was just like the most beautiful thing and her marriage was just such a a beautiful 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 thing like I I I would aspire that one day hopefully I could you know find someone and like live a, a relationship in a marriage like hers um she knew Stephen, because um, me and Stephen were, you know, dating at the time, and she loved Stephen. Um, I I have um like her thank you little card from after her wedding, and she like wrote down. She's like, you and Stephen look so beautiful together. Like I can't wait for you guys to get married, and I can't wait to be in your wedding. Um, so she knew Stephen, and um, then a few years later when she got pregnant, I went to. Um, <laughs> her, her baby shower was funny. They messed up the, it was a gender reveal baby shower, but they, they messed, they messed up the, the announcement. And so we all celebrated for a girl. And, um, I was, was, again, I was there and I, it was just a beautiful thing to experience. It was just, it's, it's again, be, because I don't like make or keep friends really easily. I feel like I don't get to be a part of like these like big life type of events so like to be able to like look back and and see that I was you know at her bridal shower and around her family and in her wedding and like around her like baby shower and like all those really big moments to to have been included in that it just it really does like mean the world to me and so yeah we celebrated for a a baby girl (laughs) and then later they later they announced that it was actually going to be a boy and um then her son was born Lou Henry um and he like I don't I don't like kids um and babies are ugly but Lou Henry was is just the cutest little boy like since he was born he was just he's just so adorable and that's rare because babies are kind of ugly (laughs) um but yeah so then Lou Henry was born and you know she started the journey of of being a mom and and she was amazing at it like completely amazing she Denisa was I don't know anybody else in my life as loving and as caring as her like I, I I truly don't um she 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 was just a good person like she was just the best person um and like she just she would go out of her way to to give back and to to, to care for people and she I just I don't know anybody else like her um she would like I don't I don't even like during her cancer treatments like still she would like put together goodie bags and like donate and like give back to 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 organizations and like sponsor families for the holidays like she was that person and that is like it's 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 like I feel like kind of rare like I again I I don't do that I don't really know people that go out of their way to give back even and especially like when they're struggling. Um, but she's always been like that. Like she's always been that way. Um, early on in our friendship when like we, again, were in our Sephora days and like living in Tucson, I remember just like going over to her apartment and just like playing with makeup, doing makeup. And, um, we talked about, we like really wanted to do the social media thing. Like we want, like this was, 
again several years ago and I mean let's be honest it's still something that like I wish that I could do more like the social media thing but like at that time the beauty guru industry was like big like the youtubers and we talked about how like we wanted to do that like we were gonna start a beauty channel and like do the thing and we did for a little bit too like we we started this um, Instagram page it was called Mas Makeup it's kind of a dumb name dumb name but yeah we we started mass makeup and like I remember doing like we got together we would like take pictures do like product pictures and swatches and like it was we we really wanted to do it um we also like we just it was just fun and again I think like she ended up moving away I think she did move away first um but she ended up moving and so mass makeup never continued and again life just kind of takes over and we just kind of grow I guess and so we never did the beauty thing um but yeah it just I so um we last year when I was miserable at my job when I was working at the ABA place. Um, I hated it. I hated it so much. And I remember talking to her about it and just like telling her like, I cannot do this anymore. Like this job is so draining. It's just a terrible work environment, blah, blah, blah. I was telling her the whole thing. And she was also venting to me about how her job was really stressful. She didn't have a lot of help. And like, she like, it was, it was just a bad time. And like, or yeah, for her, it was just, she was having a bad time at work also. And then we like talked about, she she worked like in I don't know like an office doing billing and so she was telling me how she was needing to hire like some help and I'm like dude me like I need to get out of where I'm at like me and so she's like you would be perfect like honestly like I know you I know your work ethic like I know that you would actually be a big help and so we kind of started that whole process and um, I interviewed with her job and they they really liked me and she obviously was rooting for me and in the end like it didn't work out because they didn't want to pay me as much as I wanted and I really just like didn't I was tired of not making enough money so like I was really firm on like this is what I want to make and they just they didn't want to meet my like ask and so that didn't work out and um shortly after like honestly just like a few weeks later she because she had told me she's like honestly like if they don't hire you and like if I don't get any help I'm like done at this place and so she ended up quitting and um she was just gonna take time to like be at home with her son um because her husband had gotten had recently also gotten like a better job and so they were making um a little bit more money on his side so that she could take time off and so um she ended up quitting and then um one day we were talking and she told me that like she had gone to the doctor and that they had found they had found something that was concerning and they needed to do more tests and she was just telling me like how scary it was and like I just yeah she was just talking to me about how she was so scared and like she didn't like she's like it can't be like cancer and I was like no it's not like don't say that it's gonna be fine like it's I'm sure it's just a scare like they'll figure it out it'll be good um well sadly she later did find out that it was um cancer and so then that whole journey started um it was I believe last like April or May um and she just held like the most positive attitude through it she um she was just like I'm gonna kick this thing's ass like it's yeah this I can't like it's you gotta get through it I'm gonna be like I'm gonna get through it and then I'll be able to like look back and like see how much like what I overcame um and so yeah she she just she held such a such a positive attitude and like I remember like when she started doing her treatments um at the hospital she would she would do the stairs like every time she like every day because she was you know there for all her treatments so often she would go up six flights of stairs 
like just just to kind of stay active and like because you know keep her body moving and like just like she was that type of person like she did not at all let this get her down at all like she's like I'll do whatever it takes so she would go on walks she would do the stairs like she was doing everything right um yeah um and so yeah she just she just held the most positive attitude through everything um and she her like treatment plan was chemo up until they could like get the tumor removed um with a surgery in december and she had this stupid rare form of cancer um it's ewing sarcoma and it's yeah it's a stupid rare cancer and um it's mostly in children like it's pretty it's i'm telling you it's it sucks um it's it's mostly in children it's a it's a bone cancer typically um and i just i don't i just don't know why it like happened to her or like why like it's it's already so rare like there's i think yearly one in a thousand cases or fewer than a thousand cases i'm sorry yeah fewer than a thousand cases yearly um and again it's in kids and young adults and she she's 30 years old and like so it's it's already rare but typically ewing sarcoma from like what i've like looked into it's a bone cancer so usually it's like isolated on like a limb or something and most people that get this cancer like end up having to get a limb amputated um and so that's the it's already rare that's like what it the rare one like that's what it is already and it's already rare but hers just happened to be even more rare because it it was in her bladder is where it started and and yeah so um so it was in her bladder she again had chemo like things were going great it was she was working up to this surgery it was shrinking like all like everything was good and it was good and it was good and then in december she had to because again it's rare so she like flew out to new york to like see a specialist and so in december she went out to new york again and it was time for her surgery and they were gonna like remove it all and she was gonna go into 2023 being cancer free and like it was supposed to be great and so she goes to new york and she gets the surgery and then like everything's good like they the doctor tells her like yeah we we got it all out like it's gone like you're good um and she at first was really like active on like social media sharing her journey and like updating people on like what was going on and so she i remember she like i i I deleted instagram but like she had a gofundme where they would post updates on there too and i i would just stalk her on the stock the updates on the internet um any way that i could because yeah so um after the surgery like she she in the updates it was like i asked the doctor how long until i'm cancer free and he basically said that in his eyes i am cancer free like they got the tumor like everything is good um and so yeah that was in december and like and then less than a month later it came back and so then in january in january it was back and she and yeah and so when i was talking to her in january she was just saying that like they don't um they didn't really know like the next steps for treatment like they were still kind of assessing things now that it was back um and she again be part of like her earlier journey with it she was again super positive super like great attitude through it and so she would schedule like monthly little like something to look forward to you know every month because she's living at the hospital pretty much like going through all these treatments and so she did um it was actually last i don't know if it was the last one or it was just the, the like the one i attended but um 
last summer she had done like a it was like a red carpet themed dinner and like we all went out to eat and like dressed up in like the fanciest like gowns and stuff that we could um and we went to eat and like the the theme was red carpet like she would do stuff like that like once a month um again just to have something to look forward to to still connect with the people that she cared about um throughout all these like difficult treatments and so again that was again I don't know if that was the last one I don't know I don't remember but I, I know I went to one in Jan- in July because it was right before it was literally like the week before I lost my kid um and then I mean well, she did never mind she she did do a few other stuff during the fall last last year also but um it kind of slowed down um once she got back from New York like we had talked about like hanging out but we just hadn't really like done much um but in January we were talking and she was telling me how like for February she was gonna like pick those back up and like start that again and so we did like a a, like a little galentine's like sleepover themed little party at their house and so that was valentine's time it was I think it was it wasn't on like valentine's day but it was in February um and so that's the last time I saw her and so we went to this little like get together and we were all just hanging out watching like everything pink we were watching movies um eating like sweets like it was like a pink themed little valentine's it was it was it was awesome it was a really great time and while we're there we're kind of talking about like what the status of her cancer was and like what's going on what the next steps are and it was really hard to see and hear her um kind of talk about it because up until this point again she had been like just so strong through it all like I just I it was it was it, I, I'm still just speechless at how she was able to like maintain such a positive attitude and like just be so strong through it um and like during the Valentine's Day party she was breaking down a little and understandably so of course but she was just saying that like chemo isn't working so they're gonna do radiation next and and then after that like the next option would be clinical trials um and she was just talking about how like she really like did believe that like she's gonna be 2023 cancer free like after the surgery she was gonna be done and she was gonna be able to like go back to living like a normal life and I remember like just in text like we we would talk she would she would like she would she she would say things like man I can't wait to like once I'm done with this like I never want to see a needle again like she really believed that and like all of us did like I still like I'm having a hard time like moving from that like she really was supposed to she wasn't supposed to die um and so yeah we talked about it at the valentine's day thing and how and just like what's next like and when she starts her radiation and blah 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 and like she would text us like little updates um we had like she she had started like a little group chat and so she would text us updates once she started radiation and again this was a month ago like it was not long ago at all and so she had started radiation like right after the like valentine's day party and she would text us the updates like oh it looks like it's working like the tumor shrinking already like it's such an aggressive form of cancer and because she had like a little break from treatments after the surgery like it was coming back really strong and so now that treatments are going again like it's like already like having a big impact and like it's looking like decent and so now they're just kind of like still looking at like clinical trials and stuff and like things seemed fine obviously not fine like she was still dealing with this but like there was a plan like in place you know um and she texted me one day like maybe a week or two after the valentine's day party and she she like asked me kind of out of the blue she's like are you religious and um you if you guys know me and know where I stand with that I I told her I'm like not really um technically I'm catholic um but I don't fully believe in like religion itself and like the church and all the rules and structure that come with it um I do 
think that I'm spiritual and like I believe and have a relationship with God. But and I was telling her the truth that I am struggling with that right now also. And since Eliza died, I've been really angry at God and I haven't talked to him. I haven't really like I've just been in a in an angry place. Um and so I, I told her all that and she told me that she's like same same thing here. I'm also Catholic, but like literally she we were on the same page and she's like, girl, am I mad? Like and so but we so we were talking about this and then she kind of told me she's like, but I I've kind of been wanting to like maybe start going to church and like try different churches and see like if that helps through all this and I'm like I'll go with you like again I don't believe in the religion and the structure and all that but like that doesn't mean that I'm like so closed-minded and like you know won't stick like I might crack some jokes about how I might go up in flames when I walk in but like I'm like I was I'm still open to going especially with her like I want to connect with her as much as possible and so we talked about that and then we also talked about how we we also really wanted to start doing like volunteer work and like so we we came up with this whole beautiful like Sunday adventure plan where we were gonna you know get together in the mornings get get ourselves some coffee um then go to church and then after church maybe go do some volunteer work and like we had this great plan we were talking about how like it's gonna be so good for us to just connect and like have something to look forward to through like all her treatments and stuff and and I I was I was really excited like I was so excited for this um and the first Sunday that we were supposed to like start these adventures because we were going to do it it was going to be a weekly thing and that's something that like I've been desperate for for a long time is just like connecting with like I said I don't make friends easily I don't keep friends easily and so like I so desperately wish that I had closer friends and so having something like that like I've always wished that I had that like a standing every week I'm hanging out with someone that I care about and like we're doing something on a regular routine basis and so I was so excited I was so excited and so Sunday comes and like she texts me and she like just lets me know that she's like I was up all night like I'm really nauseous I'm not gonna make it and I like and like I knew once we when we made these plans like that was always gonna be a possibility um that like her health is you know she has ups and downs and it's really hard and so like I knew that like it would just have to be flexible and like meet her where she's at at that point and so she texted me that she just wasn't feeling good enough and so we couldn't we canceled our Sunday plans and then and then I was going out of town and me going out of town was two weekends and so then I let her know like I'm gonna be out of town like I'm so sorry like I won't we won't like be able to pick up our Sunday adventures until I'm back um and again I was just so looking forward to it and like her too she was like that's totally fine like yeah so when do you get back oh you'll be back like on the like 13th perfect so then after that we can like meet up and like start this and all that like (sighs) and I I um I had a really hard time when I found out about her diagnosis with knowing how to approach her and our friendship. Of course, like I said, she's always been a constant, really good friend of mine. Like I've, I've loved her so much for so many years. Like I, I just didn't know like how, how to help her. Like how, what do I say? What don't I say? What can I ask? What, what should I avoid? Like I didn't know what to do or how. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to how to support her. I just didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And and so it, there was that but and then of course like I since Eliza died, I I just I've had like 
the worst time in life. Like I really isolated from the majority of people in my life. Like I stopped talking to basically everybody. And so there was also that factor that just made it difficult. And I mean, she knew, like I told her about Eliza and like about what I was going through and she was so understanding and like, so, but I just, it held, I just, I held myself back from like really diving into the relationship with her as much as I should have and I wanted to um and when I finally got back in therapy recently I I talked to my therapist about it I told her like what do I like how do I help her what can I say what shouldn't I say like I don't know what to do that can be helpful to her and I just I I I had a really hard time with it and I wanted so bad to like be more involved. I just didn't know how to. I didn't want to be insensitive. I didn't want to have conversations or talks that were going to make it harder for her. Like I didn't, I just didn't know what to say or what to do. I didn't know how to approach, how to approach things. And, um, like what, but once, once I kind of like, once her and I had the talk about like wanting to connect and like go to church and do these things, like, so that like goes to show like how this was within the last like it's been less than a month like in the last like two three weeks I like was starting to come to terms with the fact that like I need to have these talks with her like I need to be able to like tell her like hey listen like I don't know like what like how how can I best support you how can I best help you like what 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 am I able to talk about what should be like off the table like I was ready to like really do that and like when I went on my stupid vacation like I thought about her so much like so much I thought about her and just how excited I was to come back and like really prioritize our friendship and like I I I that like I I got back and I was doing my bullet journal and like it was one of the first things that I wrote down was like spend time with Denisa like it was it was a priority to me and like I was gonna come back and I was going to like be more present she literally lives five minutes from me she lives five minutes from me I was like man so yeah coming back from my vacation like I was ready to just you know really get more involved and spend as much time with her as possible because I think that like I avoided the the reality that this outcome was a possibility I felt like I I I could even in therapy like I couldn't say the words out loud that like I didn't want to like put it into the universe that like she might not make it like the only option was for her to live and for her to beat this and that's all I like allowed myself to 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 express and and I just, yeah, I don't know. And so I had texted her like the week before, before I left because we had, you know, we weren't able to do our Sunday adventure. And I think I texted her on the Monday. Um, and I was just like telling her like, you know, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And I also had this idea, um, cause she wanted to check out uh, CCV church and, I told my therapist about it and she's like, it's a really good idea for you both to like try to connect with your spirituality and like, it's going to be good, blah, blah, blah. And like, it'll help her through this. And also it'll help you if that pot, if that outcome does happen that like, if you do lose her, like you'll have also that community. And so she, my therapist pissed me off because I know that's another talk, but like, she was just like, really like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and, and I, you know, have issues with anyways um but I had heard that CCV like uploads their services so you can watch them remote and so I like remember texting Denise on Monday and I was like I also like heard that you know we could watch the services so like what if I just come over and like we can just watch watch it like you know after work or like in the evening or someday this week like let me know um and she didn't respond and which again it's fine like the one thing that like I just I never wanted to bother her like she's dealing with so much on top and like so yeah she didn't respond and then that weekend is when I went out of town and I was gone and so I texted her on Monday when I was back and I like I texted her and I just said like I'm back in town like I 
thought about you all the time. Like, I can't wait to like start our Sunday adventures. I'm so excited to like be able to spend time with you. And also like, let me know if there's any day during the week that I can just come over and hang out like after work or anything. Um, and she didn't respond. <sighs> and while I was on my vacation, like, um, I got like the, e- an email notification from like the GoFundMe, how they had updated it. And it was an update from her husband and it had said something like, um, you know, Denise has, you know, been putting up like a hell of a fight. Like she's seen some of the best specialists in the country. Um, and, but you know, she, so she's put up a hell of a fight. She's like seen the best doctors. Um, but she's not a candidate for clinical trials and she can't continue chemo. So she's going to be, we're hopefully going home tomorrow. And that was the update. And I read it while I was still on my vacation, but I think that I like, I didn't want to like fully understand it because I also like, you know, I'm out of town, I'm with family, like I'm supposed to be having like, oh, a great time. And like, I don't like, I knew that like, I couldn't read too much into it because like, I wasn't in a place where I could emotionally fully like go there, you know? And so like, I read the update and I'm like, hmm, that's, that's weird. Like, what does that mean? You know, like, but I didn't want to think about it. I think I just didn't want to accept what it actually meant. Um, and so I just like kind of put it to the side and I was like, all right, well, once I get home, you know, like I'll talk to her. And like, again, I was finally ready to like have these difficult conversations with her and like talk to her about things. And like, I knew treatment options were getting slim and I knew things were getting harder. And like, I just, I, even though like I didn't want to, like, I also like, I did want to like talk to her about like, Hey, this, like, I, I was, I was, I was just, I, I thought that I was finally ready to like have those tough talks about like, Hey, this outcome might happen. Like, what can we do to like for your son or, you know, like, I don't know. And so, yeah. So that was the update that I got on vacation that again, I just like kind of put it to the side. I didn't want to like accept what that really meant. Um, which was that like treatment options were kind of done. Um, and so then, yeah, I got back and I texted her on Monday. And like, again, I had thought about her like I all the time. I think about her all the time. And I was just like, it was going to be a priority for me, like spend as much time with her as possible. Um, she didn't respond. And again, I, I know like she is dealing with a lot, like this is, you know, really heavy stuff. And so I didn't want to bother her. I was just going to give her some time. Um, but I was still really thinking a lot about that GoFundMe update that her husband had posted. And I remember even like mentioning it to my mom on Monday. Like I didn't say anything about it during my vacation, even though I was thinking about it so much. Um, but once I was back, like I was with my mom, like, and I told her and I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm really like stressed and I'm really scared. She's like, why? And I, and then I would like read it to her and I was just telling her, like, I don't know what that means. Like, you know, she was supposed, you know, the, like she had recently started radiation and chemo together and like it was working and like, I just don't know why she can't continue it or like why she's not a candidate for clinical trials. Like, I don't, I don't really know like what this update means for her. And my mom of course was just like, well, you just gotta like pray and like, you just pray that things will get better and whatever. And so that was earlier on Monday. And I, Denise has always been like, so, so kind to like include me in things, but I I don't really know a lot of her friends. And so we were like in that group chat with a few other people. Um, but again, I don't really know any of them. I've only met them, you know, I've met them a few times, but like because of Denisa and like through Denisa, like they're just other friends of Denisa, but none of them like are my friends, you know? Um, but there is one friend that, I've, I've met more times because she also lived in Tucson for a while. And so I felt most comfortable like with her again, like I don't talk to her on like a personal basis, but I felt like I could actually talk to her more than like, like I just felt more comfortable with her cause I've, I knew her more. And so I texted her and I'm like, Hey, sorry to bug you. Like I was just, you know, 
Um, I just got back in town and like, I just was curious, like if you knew like what was going on with Denise's treatments and like what's going on with her, just cause, um, I texted her a few times and just in general, but like, I haven't really heard much back, but I don't really want to keep bothering her. <sighs> and then, um, and then she responded and she told me, oh, Miriam, I'm so sorry. She passed on Saturday. <sighs> And I just, um, I just went numb. I didn't like, I, I, I couldn't accept it. And I still think that I'm having a hard time accepting it. Um, she was just telling me that like Chris had posted on, on Instagram, like a, like a letting everybody know and that I guess her health had really took a, a really drastic decline within the last two weeks and um that she like it just got really bad and she was like incoherent and they they had to put her on end of life support and that she passed on Saturday with her husband and her mom and she was gone and I And then I cried. I like called my mom and I was just crying and crying. And my mom, of course, was like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong? Um, and I told her and she's like, Miriam, you have to be strong. Like, you know, you have to, you have to be strong. You can't let this like get you back down again. And, and I was like, I just am so upset, man. And the only thing that like calmed me down when I was crying was when my mom was like, if she was in a lot of pain, like at least she's not in pain anymore. And I just remembered like Valentine's day party. She, she did tell us how much pain she was in and just how like, so I guess that that was the only thing that helped me stop crying is because I knew she was in pain. She told us about how much pain she was in. I could see the swelling in her legs. Like I, I, I knew she was in pain and so at least she's not in pain anymore. But after that, I just, I, I feel like I, I've just been kind of numb. Like I haven't been crying as much as I would have guessed. Um, I just, I think that like, I, I really don't know if I've accepted that reality. Like I, I still, like, I feel like I'm like waiting for her to like send an update to like, let us know, like, man, this stupid cancer is like doing this, you know, like I'm just waiting for, to hear from her. Like, I just need to talk to her, you know, like I need her to like explain what's going on. Um, I don't think that I have like accepted this. It's just like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I saw her less than a month ago. Um, we talked just literally two weeks ago. Um, and she like was telling us about how like I don't know I just like I don't understand how like it happened this fast even reading the update from like on the GoFundMe when they talked about how like we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully be going home tomorrow like even though I, I avoided it and I pretended like I didn't like I don't know what that means like even that like how did like within days like how, how, like did, did it, I don't, I just don't, it's just not supposed to be like this. She wasn't supposed to die. <sighs> and of course, like, I'm just, I just have so many like questions. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know, like, did you, like, I don't know, man, like, in the update, like, or, like, in the, the Instagram, like, st post that, like, her husband made, letting everybody know, like, he talked about how, like, the last two weeks, everything just took, like, a really drastic turn, and, like, it happened really fast, and when she passed away, she was with, you know, she wasn't alone, thank goodness, she was with her husband and with, and with her mom, but, like, I just, I just want to know, like, I just like 
did she know like what was going on like did she know that like this was it like did she (laughs) did she say goodbye to her son and I just like feel so I just feel so sad there's just so many like thoughts and questions that I like have and I just want to ask her about it and then I'm just so mad at myself because I just waited I waited I waited to be like ready to finally like invest in more like prioritize our friendship and like try to reach out more and try to connect with her even though it was I knew it was gonna be hard I waited to like be ready to have these conversations with her because I didn't I didn't want to put put it into the universe that she might die because she wasn't supposed to she was gonna beat this and so I just waited and I waited and then I waited too long And now I'll never get the chance. (laughs) And we had even, at the Valentine's Day party, we had scheduled and planned, like, we were going to throw her, like, a surprise, like, support shower. We were going to, like, throw a little party for her just to show her that we support her and, like how much we love her and we we were talking about it and we were planning it and it was coming up in a few weeks and like I don't understand how this happened so quickly this was not supposed to happen but literally within two weeks she was okay and now like how like it's just so crazy to me that like her body like could turn on her like this so fast and that there's literally nothing that can be done that shit pisses me off like it it doesn't make sense i'm so upset and even just like outside of not to like make it about me but i like, I remember, like, talking to my, like, therapist about it, about how, like, I would get, like, so, like, when I would think about her treatment and, like, everything that was going on, like, I would, I would, like, shut it off. Like, I wouldn't get emotional because I would think to my, and this happens with Steven, too. Like, I would think to myself, like, I don't have a place to feel this, this distraught and this heartbroken and this bad about it because, It's their reality. Like, they're the ones that should feel like this. When, like, and again, like, it's, 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 they're my true thoughts. But, like, I know that in reality, like, she's, she's still one of my closest friends. And, like, I am allowed to feel however I feel. Like, my feelings are still valid. But, like, I don't know why I always struggle with that. And again, like, it happens with, like, Steven, too. Like, I would do it when, when he died. Like, I don't have a right to feel this heartbroken when like his family lot you know like it's stupid I know um and but it, it would happen here too where like I would get really really sad about what she was dealing with and like again I, anytime like the, th- the thought even like started to creep up that like she might not get through this I would like shut it off and I'd be like no like I can't think that like I'm not gonna put that into the universe and like the stupid like reality is it's like I I literally like I'm in school for for mental health counseling like I I literally learn about learned about this and like took a class about and like just learned about the importance of having conversations around death and how they're so uncomfortable and people don't want to talk about death and like they're so important to talk about like I should have talked to her about it I should have asked her like hey is there anything you want to do for your son or for your husband like that that like you know like write them letters or make them videos and like you know done something around like if you know 
around death like people don't have conversations around death because they're hard like they're they're so uncomfortable you don't want to put it out into the universe but like then someone dies and so badly I wish that like I would have had these talks because I could have done something like you know like people don't have talks around death because they suck nobody wants to talk about death like I get it I don't remember what I was even saying but um I just I just, I don't know. And like on top of all of this, like I, I, ne- I never processed or dealt with Eliza's death. Like I, I, I still haven't. Like I was barely getting to the place where I was finally ready to start working on things and to finally start it. This is what the fuck happens every fucking time. This is literally the same shit that fucking happens all the time when Eliza first got sick she started to get better and I started to feel motivated for life again I was ready to like come back to the podcast and like start doing these other hobbies and things that I'm interested in that like I just I've been putting off because I've been so sad like I'm ready to like start living a happier life and then she fucking died and then everything fucking fell apart everything fell apart and I never got better and then recently I decided like all right I think I'm ready to start you know going back to therapy and start taking care of myself and start trying to connect with people and then Denisa dies like and now this is this is exactly what I what I told you guys I told you guys that like what's the point in getting better just for the next thing to happen I can't, I feel like I can't catch a break. First it was Seth, and then it was Steven, and then it was Eliza, and now it's Denisa, like, bro, I'm not even 30. This is like, and I, I get it, I know, this is the reality of life, is that people die, and you're gonna just keep losing people, but like, I can't keep doing this. God, I'm so sorry. I really lost it here in the end. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to lose it in the end. <sighs> but yeah, so I just really want wanted to share about my friendship with her and um just how special of a person she was man i i i've never known anyone like her she did not deserve this i i don't know what to say i just i just am so angry and i hate to that i I hate that I waited too long to do what I wanted to hang out with her and spend time with her and talk to her and have conversations so if anybody's still here after this story I guess um, I hope you take that lesson away Um, reach out to the people that you love have difficult conversations because You can't wait until you're ready to have those difficult conversations because the reality is you probably will never be ready to have them. Um, And then you might lose your chance. So just have the difficult conversations. Just talk to people. Just connect with people. And really just take advantage of the people that you love while you have the chance. Yeah. All right. (laughs) That's it.